<laughs> break your computer. You pour coffee all over my computer. I wouldn't say anything. I would just leave. <laughs> Not like go home or anything. You would just never down. hear from me again. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were like, oh, I'll just go downstairs. No, you'll no, leave no. the country. <laughs> I'm fleeing. Pokemon Mini? <laughs> Did I do it right? No. <laughs> I try. Bogos. Bogos? Bented. Bented. Because he's saying photos printed. Bogos, Bogos bented. bented. Did you get your photos printed? Bogos bented? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it looks fine. Hi, podcast. We're in once again a new location. <laughs> Guess where it is now? My bedroom. <laughs> What's the, the John Mulaney bit with, I will never go to a secondary <laughs> location. We went to our normal recording setup and we're locked out. The building just said, temporarily closed. Because if you didn't know, um, we were hit by a fucking hurricane. I think, yeah, yeah, so. I posted something on Instagram about it, but I know everybody doesn't watch our Instagram. Yeah. But we definitely were like royally fucked. There was a lot going on. And then I evacuated and got to COVID. To the hurricane. <laughs> yeah, I evacuated to the hurricane. Because at first it was pointed at my school. So I was like, I'm not staying at school. And I went east. And the hurricane turned east. <laughs> and it was not great. It was funny because we were evacuated like 20 minutes away from each other. But Unplanned. not together. Yeah. We just evacuated separately. Because I went with me roommates. And me mom. Hi, mom. Hi. But yeah, man, fuck that hurricane. <laughs> that was a lot. I'm two weeks behind at school now. I'm three. Oh, heck yeah. And it's worse because, like, we evacuated and then came back but also didn't have Wi-Fi. So, like, yeah. I was able to edit the podcast but I couldn't upload it. <laughs> that was... I had to go into my work and be like, hi, manager, Um, can I <laughs> use your computer to put something on my Google Drive, and they were like, you want to put something on your Google? I was like, I have it on a flash drive, <laughs> and they were like, what, I what is it? it? <laughs> I was like, it's my, my podcast. <laughs> What's the podcast about? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, scary stuff. Ghost. <laughs> it was really funny, because, like, some people in my work, like, actively listen to my podcast. Like, know me as like the co-worker who has a podcast that's so fun and it's very fun and then some of my managers are just like blissfully ignorant of the fact that once a week I sit down and talk about literal like trauma and like terrible crimes <laughs> for fun <laughs> yeah we we opted into that no literally we signed up for it my one today I think is gonna be very fun for you because it's like a mixture of everything we like uh -huh. I say, like, I feel like a terrible person. Interested in. Side note. Have you been keeping up with Gabby Petito? <gasps> yes. Oh, my God, Emily. Oh, my fucking God. Did you see that? Uh, it was this morning. His sister released a statement. No, I didn't see that. It was painful. It was like, oh, we just really want her to come home. Then why did he leave her? Yeah. Where is she? Why did he get a lawyer? Why is he not cooperating with the police? That's suspicious. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, there is a true crime case unfolding as we speak. 
on um, TikTok. On TikTok. What day is it? It's September 17th. On August 25th, or no, that was the last day she talked to her mom. But there was this girl and her boyfriend who went on a cross-country road trip, and uh, she'd been keeping in touch with her mom, but the last time her mom heard from her was August 25th. And the boyfriend uh, just drove home in her car without her. And no one knows where she is or if she's dead or alive um, or... And why he left. Immediately after getting back, he didn't even tell her parents that he was back. He parked her car at his house and immediately got a lawyer. That's suspicious. Oh, my God. And also the the body cam footage. Did you see that? Mm-mm. It's fucked. Um, because they, they're, the police were called on them at some point because there was, like, some domestic dispute. They were arguing. And, um, he, um, so there was this body cam footage of them, like, arguing, and she is, like, hitting him and screaming at him and all this stuff, and he's, like, proud of it. And it's definitely, like, a lot of people in the comments were, like, see, she's the violent one, and it's, like, it's, no, it's definitely reactionary abuse because he's definitely a narcissist. And, like, the, like, he's laughing at her and smirking at her, and he looks to the cop, and he's like, he's a, she's afraid I'm going to leave her here without a ride. Why would she be afraid of that? That quote, though, he, he left her without a ride if she's still alive. If she's still alive. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you've been looking at her Instagram. Yes. He is definitely, like, he changed a bunch of her captions. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it's so weird. And he definitely killed her. <laughs> like, she's dead. And it's his fault. Oh, it's Man. so weird. Dude, I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. People are crazy. And the fact that his instant reaction was to get a lawyer. Yeah, don't don't be like... I would call, like, hypothetically. If I killed someone and left them, you just drove their car home. And didn't tell anyone I was coming back, and immediately get a lawyer before you say anything to anyone? Sir. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like... Why do you need a lawyer? I feel like if you killed someone on a cross-country road trip, the option, like, you wouldn't come back. Because if he didn't come back, then everybody would be like, oh, they're both missing. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like it's just a narcissist thing, where he wants to come back, and he wants everyone to know he did something, but he wants to get away with it. And it's, like, trauma. I hate it so much. And his lawyer released a statement that was, like, my client will not be saying anything because, um, any, like, because, uh, the, in cases like this, it's often the spouse is the first, sub, like, suspect, and, uh, we don't want his words used against him. If he, if he didn't do anything, then why is that your concern? He's the only suspect. <laughs> He was the last... Where is she? <laughs> Sir. Where is she? Where was the... When did you see her last? Give them anything. The last time we know for sure she was alive was his... Her mom FaceTimed her on August 25th. But after that, there were text messages from her to her mom. But he definitely had her phone and was changing her Instagram captions. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It makes me so, like, it... Mm. Uncomfy, yeah. And it's weird to think about, like, in a few months we might be covering that case. Yeah, we, like, when things start evolving a little bit more. Well, it's also, like, it's... A lot of the stuff we talked about is, like, happened years yeah. ago. But it's weird to watch one unfold. That, I was, because, like, even some of our newer ones, like, when you did, um... What's it? Everybody's Favorite Case. What was it called? 
everybody says there's every time I'm like what was your favorite story we've covered on the podcast it's always yours from episode one. Oh, the Amato case the Amato case even that happened in like 2018 yeah 2018 2019 and then for Dylan he went missing in like 2014 or whatever but his dad like Mark was tried literally a few weeks ago yeah but it's like this is the first time where we're watching the crime part of the it the crime unfold <laughs> There's also, side note, it's definitely, like, a Reddit conspiracy theory, but I want to believe it, that there is a, a serial killer in New Jersey right now. Or New Hampshire. I think What's it's New Hampshire. What's st- the statistic by, like, the CIA that there's there's 30 to 40 active serial killers in the U.S. alone mm-hmm. right now? Yeah. But it's, like, none of them are ever linked until, like, years later. Yeah, you don't start p- getting the... You, you need a lot of the pieces mm-hmm. to put anything together. To say it's a serial killer. Yeah, that too, the criteria. And, like, but there's there's a Reddit thread. If you Google, um, is there a serial killer in NH right now, New Hampshire, um, there's a Reddit thread, and it is this list of people who have died and, like, been found of violent crimes and gone missing within the like, same period of time, and even the Reddit thread is, like, yeah, some of these probably aren't involved, but the fact that they're all happening at the same time in the same area is really They're having the same thing happen. I don't know if there's a Reddit thread for it, but I know that, like, especially at, like, right before this semester started in Baton Rouge, there was a- I saw that. There were- people thought there was a serial killer. My friend almost got kidnapped the other day. What? He got tailed on campus by a car, started sprinting, the car sped up, he got into his car- got out of there thankfully but there was like a a a black truck that was obviously following him he was well i don't remember why but he had to walk a ways on campus to get to his car and it followed him like down alleys and stuff not down alleys but like he would go like make shortcuts and the truck knew where to go where he would come out that's and was like obviously following him through campus and said he like just started sprinting at the end and like baton rouge has had its fair share of serial killers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, my favorite story is to the, the two Baton Rouge serial killers that were active at the exact same time. Yeah. And didn't know about it. And they didn't realize it until they caught one of them. Yeah. Like, insane. In I dropped it. <laughs> Where'd it go? <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, there it is. But it's like, why? <laughs> it, I think it's also weird to me because it's like, it's Baton Rouge, not New Orleans. But, like, New Orleans has its its ghosts, and Baton Rouge is, it's the true crime and the paranormal. <laughs> yeah. They're sisters. Where's the conspiracy? Homa. Homa. <laughs> Just, no. The, the Amy Mystery House was the first thing that came to mind. Oh, yeah. Huh. Like, one of those areas that just don't exist. Yeah, you drive through it, and you're like, there's never a town here on this road. No. <laughs> what, it just, <laughs> it pops up overnight. Yeah. It's not a real town. Dude, I can't. But, like, the fact that we're definitely living through history. Oh, oh, wait, I want to talk about something so bad, but it's my next episode. Oh, save it. It's later this weekend. <laughs> but I want to tell it to you so bad. I'm so excited for, for I like this one I have, too. But the, the one I found yesterday after I studied for chemistry till four in the morning, um, I'm so excited about. Just, Why? just the opening of it. Oh, great! This year, the thing that I get to just drop what I'm about to talk to you about is gonna be so fun because it's ridiculous. It's a conspiracy theory, and it's one of those just 
Mm, chef's kiss. <laughs> Your conspiracy theory is always like you really brought in like spy animals. Like and we I just talked about it. It was a mess. Like it, there was no like flow in that because there can't be with combat whales. But it was oh my gosh. And I I couldn't find like one solid one to just talk about. So I was like, screw it. 30 different spy animals. Well, today I actually have, I'm waiting for the computer to start, but um, <laughs> I have uh, four different little stories Ooh, that I'm very excited about. That's fun. I definitely stole it from a TikToker who did like a series on it. Okay. I'm going to give her credit. Okay. I don't remember her name because it's on the computer that I'm waiting for it to start up. Uh, I say stole it. It was a cool idea and I'm going to go in more in depth with it. But there you go. Give, Dude. Give credit and run. I in my next episode is a true crime. And there were and it's like old. Oh. It's like a ten year old true crime. I think actually I think it's fifteen. And there were updates like two days ago. And that's what made me pick it. Cause I saw the I saw the news headline and I was like, there's no way. There's no way that yeah, this you don't is know. happening in 2021. And then I read it and I was like, holy shit. Oh my god, it's happening. And <laughs> you're gonna... Un- I, ooh, I want to say it so bad. Don't say it. I just like telling you my topics. <laughs> I can't do that. We just... We shorten our podcast to three minutes long. And it's just us telling each other what we want to talk about. And then never talking and about it. And then not talking about yeah. it. <laughs> because every time we're like, I'm so excited to tell you what I'm talking about. I, Not yeah. to s- say the rest of it, but to drop the name is the best That's part. all I care about. It's 90% done working on updates. It's updating my... <laughs> I thought it was just loading. It was slow. No, it's updating. It's 90% done. <sighs> but yeah, we're in my bedroom. <laughs> we just kind of brush past that. We're in my bedroom. Um, I just got a text message that says it's because... The building we usually record in is now a biohazard after the storm. So I don't know what that, what happened. <laughs> How do you just become a biohazard? No. <laughs> How does a building just, oh, I'm a biohazard now. No, literally. Wait. <laughs> but it's like, I thought they just might have had a leaky roof. No, apparently. Oh my god, it's not loading. Of course it's not, because I don't have Wi-Fi. Because we still don't have Wi-Fi. Our power was out for a week and a half, and our Wi-Fi has been out for a month, like, in two days. It's a lot. But someone said the roof caved in and let a bunch of asbestos into the building. <laughs> and now it's a biohazard. It will How be closed fun. for a very long time. Okay, so it's a good thing that this worked out. Yeah, it's, a, it's probably good. Probably it's also good that we don't significantly go. more comfortable. Yeah, I like this chair. Okay, are you ready to start? No, I think we need another 20 minutes of filler. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) We're starting. Okay, so here, here today for you, I have the Venn diagram of this podcast, okay? (laughs) My category, not ghost, not true crime, but I bring all of the worlds of our podcast into this (laughs) one story. I'm so scared. (laughs) And I got it. Full disclosure, their uh, their at on TikTok was Haunted Detective. Haunted underscore Detective. Um, they did a series, and it was six parts. 
I did notice some inconsistencies with their information. Like some of it was wrong. Okay. But the concept of the the concept of the series was super cool. So I took it and um, I actually the the stories I'm covering I'm covering four of their six. Okay. But you know a, a minute long video, I turned that into about twenty minutes per. Yeah. Yeah. So today, do you have any guesses? Not only do I not have a category to guess from. <laughs> I have given no hints. None. Anything that's happened ever is what I have to think from right now. I'm doing four times that a ghost has solved their own murder. Huh. <laughs> oh no. Ghosts solving their murder after death. My first picture in my head, I'm gonna lay this out for you, was a courtroom and a ghost on the stand. Something like that does happen. Wonderful. <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. <laughs> it's our little ghost avatars as like yeah. a lawyer. But seriously, like, this phenomenon, it's like a thing that ghosts will communicate with people afterwards to, like, try and get their murderer put in jail or something. And there are, like, four times that I have, that I have information on where not only were they right, but they got the guy convicted. That's cool. So, we're gonna jump in. Okay, the first one I have, her name is Elva Zona. Do you know who that is? No. I think you do. It's the Greenbrier ghost. Hap it happens in uh, Virginia. One of them. <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> okay, it was old, but, like, the Greenbrier ghost is a very famous ghost. Okay. Um, her name was Elva Zona Hester Shue. She went by Zona in town because quirky. That's fine. Um, she was well-liked, super popular, she was a farmer's daughter, all the vibes. Um, but one day, there's a new arrival in town. Like, gasp. His name? Erasmus Stribbling Shoe. They're both named Shoe? <laughs> no, that was, she marries him. Oh. Oh. Twist. <laughs> I was like, what are the chances? First of all, who named these people? Erasmus. <laughs> Second of all, I, I was like, what are the chances that they're both named Shoe and they're like, we can't have two shoes in this town. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, he also, most people called him Trout. <laughs> this is not real. <laughs> these are, this is fake people made up by fake people. <laughs> like, this is not real. Okay. Yeah, it's all fiction. Um... So he moved into town, he accepts a job with the blacksmith, he introduces himself around as Edward, is what he's gonna go by for the rest of this story. Okay. So they're instantly smitten, um, they do end up courting for a little bit, you know, like old courting traditions in Victorian eras. Oh. Um, they court, and then they do get married at the Methodist Church on October 20th, 1896. 1896, Yes. It. 69. Um... <laughs> so, they're newlyweds, uh, three months after their marriage, Elva Zona was found dead in her home in Virginia. Ooh. So, Edward had gone to, uh, her name is Martha Jones, her, most people call her Aunt Martha. She lived in the area, she, Edmund, Edward had gone to her house to ask if her son, Anderson, could stop by the house, his house, to help, uh, Zona with chores. And, uh, like, give her anything she needed because she was feeling a little under the weather. And 
so Anderson is like, yeah, absolutely. And he arrives, and Zona's body is at the foot of the stairs. And, like, bent in, like, a weird way. Hmm. Um, a doctor slash coroner was called to the house to look over the body. Um, he couldn't come until over an hour later, but at that point, Edward had gotten home and was draped over her body, sobbing uncontrollably. Like, this man was inconsolable. Um, due to his obvious grief, the coroner tried to make it quick, in and out with the examination. He classified it as, listen to this shit, everlasting faint? <laughs> A.K.A. a heart attack. No, no, she just fainted forever. <laughs> everlasting faint. Um, and then it was later changed to childbirth. Wait. She wasn't pregnant. <laughs> Like, at all. <laughs> How do you get from, uh, she fainted indefinitely, <laughs> to childbirth to someone who doesn't have a kid? <laughs> no baby. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so usually at this, in this time, it was custom for the women of the town to prepare a body for burial. Okay. So it's, it's a Victorian custom that the, specifically the female family and friends will prepare a body, um, and, like, dress it and things like that. Edward insisted on dressing his wife. He dressed her in a high-necked, stiff-collared dress, and it only got weirder at the funeral because he would not let anyone near her. He was, like, fiddling with the body the whole time. Um, he, like, propped pillows up under her head because he, quote-unquote, wanted her to be comfortable. All right, She's Edward. dead, dude. And um, he kept on, like, no, sobbing. No, just fainting. Forever. forever. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it was childbirth. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no. He was, like, pacing back and forth in front of the fucking casket, crying uncontrollably <laughs> so for literal hours. Man. Um, so the funeral happens, and Zona is put to rest. And I literally wrote, or so we thought, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> A month later, Mary Jane Hester, Zona's mom. Okay rolled over in bed one night to find her daughter staring at her. Um, it's <laughs> so, like when moms do that and it's just actually their kid. Why do moms scream when you wake them up in the middle of the night? Like, <laughs> mom, I threw up. And <laughs> Have you seen that, that TikTok trend where it's like, your parents traumatized you. No, no, no. Traumatize them back. And like people start talking about like the fucked up things that they did to their parents as children. Um, and it was, I think it was Garrett Watts who talked about how he would just go to the foot of his mom's bed and, like, stare at her for hours <laughs> and just watch her sleep. And, like, he's a great dude now. But, like, I'm that's terrifying. Imagine waking up and your kid's not even saying anything. They're just, like, <laughs> just staring. <laughs> but um, it's also noteworthy that she did not believe in ghosts. Like, okay. Period. Um, so she start, but she told, she tells people in town, like, I saw my daughter. Um, and especially, it especially bothered her because her daughter talked to her. And her daughter, um, gave her account of how she was killed. And what she says was that she was brutally strangled by Edward, who was in some sort of rage. Um, she retells her story and she says that the night before she was found, uh, she said she had dinner ready for Edward when he came home and it was apple butter, preserves, and don't know why literally called good bread that phrase the good bread everywhere like those words were never separated <laughs> good bread always <laughs> what is good bread 
bunny bread? <laughs> Did they have bunny bread? Did they have bunny bread? <laughs> um, regardless, um, she didn't prepare any meat, which is what sent Edward into, like, a fit of rage. And he attacked her, strangled her, and then placed each hand on each side of her neck and with one motion dislocated it. Oh. He fucking snapped. He strangled her and then snapped her neck is what happened. That, cause no meat. No chicken for dinner. <laughs> beef. <laughs> um, I smell like beef. The ghost went on to say that this was not the first time she'd been hit. Um, Edward's temper was apparently terrible, and when he was like that, you could not reason with him, period. Um, she also went on to describe, like, the neighborhood that they lived in and, um, Aunt Martha's home because her mom hadn't been able to visit in the three months that she'd been, uh, married. So the spirit vanished, but returned every night for the next four nights, on the second neck on the second night she told her mother that her neck was snapped at the first joint and then on the last night she turned her head 180 degrees to show her mom how broken her neck was (gasps) yeah so mary like the good mother she is brings this testimony to the police so the the prosecuting attorney i should say um he was so intrigued that he reopened the investigation. And oh, heck yeah. he went as far as to exhume the body. The body was exhumed and examined, and it had a broken neck, a crushed windpipe, it had finger-shaped bruises, and most peculiar, the neck was snapped at exactly the first vertebrae. Wow. That's so crazy. Isn't it? How did the first guy miss so much? Edward was on top of her, sobbing. That, okay, I can see that. But, like, he didn't be like, look, dude, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta check it out. She kinda dead, bro. Like, she not, <laughs> you, it's not like a flower, you don't cry on her. He gave up <laughs> the first time. It was like, guess she fainted. She got, he got fucking annoyed, <laughs> is what happened. Yeah. Like, listen, look at the, look at this guy, fucking cancer. Um, so Edward was brought to trial. Uh, the jury learned that Zona was his third wife. His first left because he beat her, and the second died mysteriously. Oh. Um, and the prosecution was really reluctant to put Mary Jane on the stand, because they were like, she gonna talk about ghosts, bro, like, we can't put her up there. Um, and the defense team, uh, put her up there on purpose because they wanted it to look bad. Wanted Um, to look like a ghost. Yet, uh, she knew details of the murder that no one else did including what her daughter was wearing, all of her injuries, how and where she was killed, and more, um, and really weird details that were never laid to the public and had not even been said in the courtroom yet. Okay. Um, and, uh, the jury convicted him guilty after an hour and ten minutes, and the paper reported that he was convicted by circumstantial evidence because no one wanted to say it was a ghost. (laughs) Um, he was taken into state prison, and then he died mysteriously alone in his cell after three years of his sentence. A lot hmm. of people think that Zona's ghost killed him. Good for her. No, yeah. It's a whack one, though, isn't it? Like, that's just, it, it, when people know details of a case. And it's not like, it's not like she was in the house. And she knew, it wasn't like she guessed a bunch and got, like, one right. No, she knew, she knew everything. Yeah. She could tell you what she was wearing. No. It's, no, it's fucked. And 
And that's what makes me believe these kind of stories. Like, you just know something. Yeah, something's weird. Someone just told you something. Even if it wasn't a ghost. If your intuition's just on it like that, that's something. That's That's something. something. Which, actually, fun, uh, brings us to the next one, actually, pretty conveniently. Because the next one involves a psychic. So, do you know who Alyssa Howley is? Okay. Mm -mm. We'll probably end up covering her case eventually. So okay. I'm not going to talk about, like, the true crime part of it too much, because that, that is its own episode. But okay. she was brutally murdered um, and then encased in cement by her boyfriend and buried in the woods. Oh. And then her boyfriend killed a few other people. I think I saw, I, I haven't researched the case, but I think I've seen, like, a, a true crime show where no, something yeah. was based on that. Um, but I'm not going to focus on the murder. There is a woman... Um, her name is Christy Robinette. She's kind of famous. She's, like, a semi-famous medium, specifically because she gets involved in, like, a lot of law enforcement. Oh, yeah. Um, and she says that one night, or she says that she's been able to speak to spirits since she was a child and can have, like, full conversations with them, and that one night she woke up and there was a a little girl speaking to her, or not little, but a girl speaking Mm -hmm. to her. She was, like, see-through and translucent, so Christy knew she was a spirit. She was blonde. And, uh, she said that she had been murdered and that she needed help. And Christy was like, okay, bet. So she started researching, uh, murders at first, like murders of blonde women and yada, 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 and couldn't find it. And then she started researching missing people and saw this girl's picture listed as a missing person and recognized her. Um, so she went to the police, um, and she gives them a bunch of information, like, what Alyssa was wearing when she went missing, and the police are who put her in contact with Alyssa's family. Okay. Um, so she was, oh, whoop, okay. Um, Alyssa spoke to Christy semi-regularly, and it got to the point where Christy led the police to where she was buried, but they couldn't dig it up because it was on private property. Oh. And it wasn't until years later the murderer, her ex-boyfriend, was put on the stand and convicted of two other murders um, that he told police that he had also killed Alyssa, told the police where she was buried, and it was just the spot that Christy led them to. That's so cool. Um, so that one's a little less, like, in your face, but she did just lead them to that spot years before he confessed and said that that's where she was. That's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, since then, Christy works with police, um, as a psychic and a media, a medium. It's all pro bono, though, because, uh, law enforcement doesn't want to deal with taxpayer backlash for hiring a psychic. <laughs> but they, like, Christy works with them. <laughs> that's, that's epic. Yeah. I feel like I'm, like, powering through these. But, yeah, they're they're good. Um, this one is, okay, you know I'm just a fan of reincarnation mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. Love reincarnation stories because it's, it's that same concept of you know these things, but you were never told them. Like, how do you? How do you know these There's things? There's no way. But it also adds into the element that, like, it's a child usually who's talking about it, and a child doesn't even know some of the things they're talking about. Yeah. They're just saying shit. So this one um, is intentionally vague to protect the privacy of the child. Okay. 
Um, it happened in 2014. There's a boy. Um, he was born in Golan Heights in Syria, and he's of the Druze ethnic group. And he was born with a long red birthmark, like across his head. This group specifically believes that birthmarks are symbolic or like it's signs of how you were killed in a past life or died. Um, so when the boy was old enough to talk, he was three, he told his family that in his other life, he'd been killed by an axe blow to the head. Oh. Um, so the elders, like, in started, like, trying to get more information, like, do you know where, like, do you know your name, like, things like that, and the boy was able to give them the name of the village that he used to live in in his other life, and so they took him there, his parents and the elders, um, and once the boy arrived, he remembered the name he had in a past life, as well as the name of the man who killed him. Oh. So the local, it was local villagers, uh, they were asked by elders, um, like, they gave the little boy's name, or past name, and the local villagers are the ones who said, uh, Oh, he went missing four years ago. <gasps> the boy's three. Oh, that's crazy. Um, oh, that he went missing. Like, no one knows what happened to him. He went missing four years ago. And so the town and the, the, town and the elders decided to confront this man who had allegedly killed him in his past life, showed up at his door, accused him, <laughs> and he goes completely pale but swears that he didn't do anything. So, the boy just led them to the body, <laughs> straight up, leads them to where the body is buried. They dig it up. Skeleton, axe blow, axe. <laughs> just all of it. The skeleton's, uh, like, the, the, the fracture in his skull matched exactly to the boy's birthmark. That's crazy. And it was just the man that, whose name he had given. Like, straight up. And when they went back and they were like, hey, we found an axe buried, <laughs> like, near... It's no big deal, but, like, we found, like, an axe. Um, is it yours? You know anything about that? Did you, didn't you say you lost this? Like, <laughs> And he immediately admitted to everything. Oh, <laughs> he was like, oh, wait, I did do that. Oops, forgot. <laughs> oh, now that you say it again, it's rings a bell. Right. And the whole story is recounted. It's in a book called uh, Children Who Have Lived Before Reincarnation Today. And it's... um. There's, you know, there's a lot of news stories on this case, specifically when it happened, and it's one of the strongest evidence, like, pieces of evidence of reincarnation, because they straight up got a man convicted of murder. That's, like, crazy. And it's, like, this little boy, three years old, seriously named a village he had never been to, two people he had never met. And found a body. And said, he killed me. And I will show you where. (laughs) And then found, and he said it was an axe, and they found the murder weapon. Like, there's no way you could know that. He was three. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no way he just knew that. There's no way he went to this other village and no. found this body and then came back and made up this story. And got all of the names right. Yeah, no. And just, Mm-mm. like, picked the murderer out of a crowd and was like, mm, I think he did it. And was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> just did. Like, mm-mm. But, yeah, and I'm also just, like, a sucker for reincarnation stories. Like, we've talked about it before, but there are some crazy Crazy ones. They're not coincidences. No, like, there were kids who could name, um... What street they lived on. What street they lived on. They could, 
give you the names of children that they, they, quote unquote, had that were still alive. Like, some of these stories are just too uncanny. Yeah, just off-putting. How do you know that? Like, (laughs) where, like, there was that story of the kid who was having nightmares and was talking about, like, his other life and stuff, and his mom realized that in a past life, uh, he'd been one of the people to jump out of the towers at Uh, 9-11. Wow. And, like, was just reliving that trauma over and over again. Like, there are kids who can name, oh, what was it? It was, like, a World War II fighter jet, and he could name, like, all of the parts of it, how to work. He was three. He was three years old. And he was naming all this shit because he was... He died in World War II. Crazy. Insane. I want to do a whole episode on reincarnation. It, It's not true crime or paranormal. Might be a conspiracy. I'm going to put it under another. <laughs> okay. The last one I have. There's a bit more substance to, so I saved her for last. Her name is Teresita Basa. She was born in the Philippines. She was the only child of a wealthy couple, graduated from college, and then she moved to the U.S. to earn her master's degree uh, in music from Indiana University. Fun. She did love music, but ultimately she wanted to um, she worked she wanted to work in medicine. So she became a respiratory therapist. Um, in 1977, she was a very happy woman at 47 years old. She was living in Chicago. She was employed at a nearby hospital. She went back to school and was working on her thesis at Loyola. And in her free time, she hosted piano lessons at her apartment. Monday, February 21st, 1977, was a completely normal day. She'd worked her normal shift and returned to her apartment at about 7 p.m. She got a phone call from a friend. They talked for about 20 minutes. And uh, she had to get off the phone because she was expecting a visitor, but she never gave a name or any other details. Okay. Um, At 8.40, a couple down the hall smelled smoke but couldn't find the source they were concerned though so they called the building's maintenance worker who called who called the fire department okay so it was like something's on fire love um when they arrived uh they just immediately started evacuating people because there was a fire Uh uh surprise and they figured out it was coming from her apartment which was 15b they were for they forced entry they put out the fire and once they put it out, they realized that this was not an accident uh, because Teresa or Teresita, her body was naked underneath her bed, and she had a kitchen knife buried deep into her chest. Oh, yeah. Uh, detectives were called to the scene. It was immediately classified as a homicide because yeah, because it was a homicide. Uh, they figured the murderer was trying to cover their tracks. And it was deduced that what he'd done was thrown a pile of clothes on top of her, lit those on fire, and then dragged the mattress off of the bed on top of her and then also lit that on fire. Oh. No, yeah. Like. That's a lot. The clothes weren't enough? They were just. Bro, it was, it was a fire. Like, and she's dead. It's not like she's gonna get up. <laughs> um, but. The police also assumed that there'd been an assault, given that she was naked, and, uh, the autopsy, but 
Okay, I'm getting a little ahead, but the autopsy showed no signs of assault, so okay. it was kind of weird. But uh, it was also clear that there was, like, a struggle in the apartment. Like, everything had been ransacked. It was clear that she definitely, like, fought, um, but there was no signs of assault and, like, no DNA under her fingernails, whatever. Um, and it was also impossible to tell if anything was missing or stolen because she lived alone. Um. So there was no one to say, like, ah, yes, the TV's gone. Like, <laughs> um... The murderer left literally no physical evidence. Uh, the homicide detectives spent weeks interviewing friends, co-workers, neighbors, and classmates. They learned a lot about, like, her character and that she was a really nice person. Um, but ultimately, they, they literally got no information on who could have attacked her. She had no enemies. Uh, they made a few public pleas for, like, tips uh, no solid we no solid leads, and after months of investigating, the case went cold. Okay. Then, a break. July nineteen seventy seven, Detective Joe Statula came to work one morning to find a note on his desk. It said to call the Evanston Police Department about the Bossa murder, so he did. Uh, it was revealed that they'd been given a tip of someone who had information, and they were ta- told to contact a Joe Chihua? Chihua? A Dr. Joe Chihua. I just call him doctor for the rest of this. Okay. Um, Dr. Chihua, <laughs> I should have just called him Joe, was extremely embarrassed to talk to the detectives. Um, so they, like, the way they described it was that there was a lot of, like, small talk at first, and it was, like, really awkward because no one knew how to say, like, so you, you tipped about, like, a murder? Yeah. Um, and eventually he asked them if they believed in the supernatural. And the detectives kind of, like, look at each other and, like, kind of, like, sigh. And it, the way they wrote it was, like, they wanted to, they wanted to give him a chance but, like, nothing was going to come out of this. Um, So, I mean, regardless, like, there was no leads anyway, so, like, the worst they could do was just listen to this man tell you a fun ghost story. Um, Regardless, he told the detectives about his wife. Her name is Remy. She was also from the Philippines, Um, and she'd been having really weird dreams about Teresita since her murder. Um, They tried to ignore it, Like, as a couple, they tried to ignore the dreams. But one night, she went to sleep and then started talking to him in, like, a (gasps) trance. And uh, and it was also, like, a voice that wasn't hers. Weird. Um, He and his wife believed that Remy was possessed by Teresita's spirit. Um, The doctor said that Remy was, like, essentially comatose while she was talking to him. Um... And he said that the voice told him that she was Teresita and that she needed help. Um, she claimed that she was murdered by a, a man named Alan Showery. Um, and then she asked the doctor to call the police. She insisted that Alan had come over to her apartment to fix her TV and then killed her. Oh. Remy woke up after this. She had no memory of saying any of it. Um, and the doctor, confused, did not call the police. Okay. Then, a week later, the same thing happens. Oh. Um, his wife went to sleep, became completely unresponsive, and then talked to him in a voice that was not hers. This time, though, 
Teresita was pissed, wondering why he didn't call the police and, like, fighting with him and all this stuff. So he decides to play along, and he tells the boys he's a doctor. He believes in science. He needs evidence to go to the police with. He can't just call the police with, like, this weird tip if there's nothing to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was pissed. She was very annoyed. But she told the doctor that Alan had also stolen jewelry from her apartment. Um, the pieces weren't regular jewelry, though. There were a lot of, like, really unique pieces that her dad had given to her mother from France that were then passed on to her. After stealing the jewelry, Alan gave it to his girlfriend. The voice even gave, get this, full names and phone numbers of four people who would be able to identify the jewelry as hers. Four people. (laughs) She came ready. And then this is when Joe called the police. (laughs) Um, The detectives were super fucking skeptical. But there had been a post-it note found in her apartment that said, like, buy theater tickets for A.S. Alan Showery. Um, It matched the initials on the post-it. So they figured that it had been the first lead they had in months. The least they could do is check it out. They ran a background check on that name only to find that he lived minutes from her and worked at the same hospital. Um... After speaking with co-workers, it was revealed uh, that there were plans for him to fix her TV and that she was going to buy him theater tickets as payment. Oh. And the detectives started to believe the possession a bit now (laughs) and showed up at his house. (laughs) Um, They found him and his girlfriend, and they took him to the station for an interview. And at first he was like, what? I never went to her house. What are you talking about? Why would I go over to her house? Who's that? (laughs) Um, And then they were like, yo, your coworkers told us that you just, like, were going to. You had to fix her TV. We know that. Yeah. And so then he admitted he'd gone, but he said he didn't have the tool he needed, so he had to go back home. And then he also said there were electrical issues at his apartment that he had to fix. Nice. So, and then that he spent the night with his girlfriend. So they paused the interview went back to the apartment and was like girlfriend give us some information and um she said that there were no electrical problems in the apartment and that even if there were alan wouldn't have been able to fix shit (laughs) um she also like through questioning revealed that she had gotten jewelry from him and some of it she was even wearing like she pointed it out to them And at this point, the detectives are just, like, straight up baffled. (laughs) So they uh, call the contacts that the ghost had given them. They bring her back to the station, and they're like, so we're going to call the ghost phone numbers, right? Like, (laughs) I guess we have to. um, Those four people did identify the jewelry as hers. (laughs) No. Um, As soon as Alan was confronted with, like, the jewelry and his girlfriend's conflicting testimony, he said he'd been planning on robbing her because he needed rent money. She was was expecting him to come uh, fix the TV. She let him into the apartment, and then he attacked her as soon as her back was turned. Uh, He told the detectives he'd strip her so that it would look like an assault uh, and then stab her. And he could only find $30, so he stole the jewelry, like, to make it worthwhile. 
Um, he was arrested and charged with murder. And the case did go to trial, but it was a hung jury at first. Um, and then when the, with the retrial, he pled guilty. And uh, in exchange for a sentence reduction, but he did plead guilty. He got 14 years for murder, four for robbery, and four for arson. And he says that he decided to plead guilty after Teresita's ghost visited him in jail. Oh. Um, and the detectives in the case says that they truly do believe the ghost solved it because there was no other explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Literally none. That's so crazy. Yeah. That's so fun, though. Phone numbers. She gave this man, like, a resume. Yeah, no. <laughs> he really said you didn't give me anything to work with, and she just pulled out all the stops. No, literally. She literally... Phone numbers. That's what got me. When I read that one, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one I'm ending on. Yeah. Phone numbers. It was diff... It wasn't, like... They didn't know each other. Yeah. <laughs> she just gave phone numbers. At, and it's, like, the, the possession aspect of it, like... And he knew, like, the order of operations. That. Of what went down. The jewelry. Like, and the fact that... The phone numbers. <laughs> phone numbers for four different people. And they all... Identified the jewelry as her. Yeah, like, none of them fell through. Insane. The fact that her ghost knew that that would have been, like, a unique piece of evidence. Yeah. Like, the fact that, oh, no, that is my jewelry. Like, it's... It's my jewelry. No one lived with her. It's not yeah. like anybody else would know that. She didn't have a husband. She didn't have children. Her parents. But her parents lived in the Philippines. Yeah. Like, dude. That's... That's crazy. But yeah. Ghosts semi-regularly will solve their own murders. <laughs> Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. But yeah. That's so fun. Is it? Because <laughs> when I read that the first time, I was... Because like, cause like I said, at first I found it on TikTok. And I was like, ooh, haha, fun. And then I fact-checked it. And I was like, you left out like all of the good parts. <laughs> The phone numbers? Like, I can't get over those fucking phone numbers. Like, imagine you just wake up and your partner is possessed by the ghost of a murdered woman and is, like, listing out phone numbers. Like, what do you do? You scramble for a post and you're like, give me a second, go back. Uh, let me write that <laughs> do down. you repeat the last one? How do you spell that name? Yeah. Um, is there, like, an accent or anything? Is there a hyphen? Like, <laughs> what's the what's area, the area code? code? <laughs> but, yeah, it's insane, isn't it? That's, yeah. No and way that man just made it up. That! And it's like the perfect Venn diagram of this podcast. Ghosts. Solving crime. Solving crime. <laughs> Solving crime! That's, wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know where to go from that. If I was a ghost, I would want to solve my own crime. You know, things like that just make me wonder. They just make me wonder. How does, how do ghosts work? Because, like, so in some sense, in some stories, they're, like, not even sentient. It's just, like, you're kind of just, like, watching a ghost. And then in some, they're possessing people and saying, go catch my fucking murderer, dude. Get off your ass. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I wonder if it's because they were murdered. And then there's the reincarnation story. I'm just a sucker for a good reincarnation story. But ghosts, like, I don't know. What got me about the last one was that they don't know each other. 
Yeah. It's not like a... Because, like, with the first one, I get it. Like, plausible deniability, I guess. It was her mom. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. This one, strangers. Strangers. And she gave not only how she was killed, when she was killed, why she was killed. Um, who a, did it? A, Other people like to fact check it. Who did it? The evidence for it. And then also came in with the fact checkers. <laughs> and said... Call him. Call him. <laughs> it's suspiciously quiet downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> There's three people down there. <laughs> no, there's nothing. No, literally, did they leave? Like, <laughs> where did they go? There's, like, not even TV on. Well, we don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> I do want to watch The King of Staten Island tonight, though. Did you see Pete Davidson at the Met Gala? He looked good. He looked good. <laughs> do you know what a blind item is? Mm-mm. It's this website that it allegedly is run by an attorney in Los Angeles who um, released it as a way for him to release like information about celebrities. And they're all described by, like, long names that aren't exactly them, but you have to, like, kind of deduce it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one that came out not too long ago that it was, like, a famous comedian who has had a really rough year. Or the ex-wife of a famous comedian had a really rough year, and she allegedly hooked up with someone that the com- this comedian joked about her being in love with. <gasps> And people did, like, the background and was like, oh, that's definitely talking about John Mulaney and Anna. My li- my wife is in love with that Timothy Chalamet son of a bitch. <laughs> did Anna hook up with Timothy Chalamet? I need to know. Hey. Did you see Timothy Chalamet at the Met Gala? I did not. He looked okay. A lot of people don't like it. But he was wearing a suit with Converse. And I was like, that's the most American thing you can do. <laughs> that's, Yeah. A lot of people just, like, if you wear a plain suit, you're gonna get bashed on. Which I think is dumb, because other people were like, oh my god, look at Justin Bieber, he looks so good. Yeah. He wore, a, he wore a suit that didn't fit him. Some people are just like, if you get a ticket to the Met Gala, why just, why just wear a suit? You, like, go all out. But it's like, I don't know. Did you see the, oh, what was it? Did you see the stuff with AOC? Did you see her dress? I think I did, but I can't... I it said know. tax the rich on <gasps> yeah, the back of it. Yeah. But now people... In blind items, too, but people are saying that she bought her ticket and that the reasoning for her buying her ticket was, uh, a- according to the blind item, so this is all alleged, was that she said her message was more important than, like, what that $30,000 could have done. <gasps> Whoa. Like... And now it's like, oop, did you buy your ticket? Because if you were invited, that's a different thing. Even though, like, wearing that gown is it's a very expensive dress. Mm-hmm. But if you bought a $30,000 ticket to the Met Gala, mm, is it hypocrisy? Find out next week on Total Drama Island. <laughs> Are we... Ready for 
Intermission. Yeah. And intermission! <laughs>later yeah this is not <laughs> recorded on the same day not at all in the same place though microphone's yes. gonna sound the same which is nice but it's a different daylight yeah but it's during the, the it's day still the afternoon actually <laughs> but last time we were recording at night yeah so it's a it's a different vibe it was 20 seconds for the listeners and it was a lifetime for us <laughs> yeah i left came back yeah we made cupcakes what else we did watched we do? Criminal Minds. We did. I, for some, somehow, Ad, neither Adam nor Emily had seen Criminal Minds before. So, I just made them start where I was watching, which was season six. <laughs> so, just kind of thrown into it. We got to the Emily Prentice storyline, and <laughs> they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Not but at all. We're entrapped. Yeah. You read about dinosaurs this morning. I did. No, I read about dinosaurs last night. And this morning? <laughs> kind of. I, w- I was confused on, you know how people would be like, that happened in whatever era yeah. of the globe. And I'm like, I don't know what order those are in. So oh. I learned the order this morning. <laughs> I hate that. Because, like, we had to learn that in my fucking biology class, and I almost, I hated it. I hate it so much. I haven't hit that part. Really? In biology. I just learned it for funsies. It was the least terrible part of biology, but it was still pretty terrible. (laughs) I I hate biology. I like biology. I hate biology. But, like, you know, when you read about dinosaurs or an animal, it's like, they date back to this period. It's like, cool? What does that mean? That's a a funky-looking word. I don't know what that's supposed to mean to me, so I just... That's, I read about a bunch of them yeah. this morning, and then got mad when I read, reached when the dinosaurs died, because I was reading about dinosaurs last night, but then I was reminded again that the dinosaurs really were done dirty. <laughs> the universe, they could have been around for so much longer. The fact that this is what you do in your free time, just canonically. Yeah. Like, you just research dinosaurs. Why? Because they're cool. I, I I don't remember who said it. The silence was so profound. But it, it's like, it. someone t- talked about it. Dinosaurs is the first lore you are introduced to as a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody, like, a dinosaur book or a little dinosaur toy. Yeah. And that's the first kind of, like, lore you get into. And then you grow up and you get into Pokemon <laughs> or you get into Harry Potter and research that lore. But to kids, dinosaurs is just another lore. And then I just never lost interest in that lore. Like, some people yep. will hold on to one fandom forever. Yep. You'll go in and out of other ones, but there's always, there's always that one you're going to stick with. Harry I just Potter. really like dinosaurs. Dude, someone who I am, like, a distant acquaintance with. Like, I know this person, and I've hung out with this person maybe twice, because they are Lucille's friend. But they posted a picture of the first Harry Potter book on their Snapchat and was like, anybody have the other two? And I was like two seconds away from like, oh my god, boy, howdy, do I? Like, you want someone to watch the- I've never talked to this person. I was like, do you want someone to watch the movies with? I didn't, though, because I was like, I'm, gonna- I'm a creeper. <laughs> Lauren just asked me if uh, she wants to watch all of the Star Wars. She's like, do you want to watch with me? And I was like, yes, Fuck I will right Star now. Wars. I'll tell you, like, 
Any question? You <laughs> I love so. I feel like I, I, we've talked about it before. It's just anti-FOMO. Like, I yeah. want nothing to do with it. But, like, I feel like I just need to. I feel like I just need to so I can understand. Don't get into the lore. I, like, watch the movies or something. Yeah. Or, like, there's more than movies? Well, yeah, there's, like, The Mandalorian. There's the shows. Oh, that's... It's like a, The Avengers. You can either yeah. just do, watch all the Avengers movies, or you can watch all of the little shows and get a little bit more in depth. You can watch all the Star Wars movies, and then there's, a like, a sub-level of shows and comics yeah. that expand on it. Um, the books. There's books? Yeah. Oh. They were, like, goosebumps. Oh, okay. Book si- like, size books, and it was just, like, character stories. You got you went a little bit more in-depth into, like, their origins and no, stuff. Dude. And they were all... That was one of the things. I would always grab a Goosebumps book and one of those Star Wars books from the library. I hate that. Because <laughs> they were easy reads. You just went no, right yeah. through them. Very fun. This feels like a whole new episode. No, it is a whole new episode. Okay. Let's start. So, today. What's two your days category? later. Ghost. Okay, fun. <laughs> Scare me. Which I was confused about, because you were talking about ghost, but it was like a conspiracy? Like, it was an other. Yeah, mine was the other, because it was But it was a lot of ghosts, ghosts. So there. Like, we're gonna have a lot of ghosts this episode. Fun! We also had, like, two different tangents. Like, this yeah. episode's a lot. We're recording on one microphone. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it, this one's different. But anyway. Better than the Discord episodes. <laughs> That's not hard. That's a low, low bar. <sighs> I'm talking about... The Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Don't know what that is. You don't know what that is? I do not know what that is. Okay. I'm very I, excited. It's one of the places I really want to go. Just because of how fun these ghosts are. They're not like crazy or anything. <laughs> They're just fun. They're just fun. And and you'll you'll see what I mean. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> like always, with ghost stuff, I like to go over like the building first. Yeah. So like the we history, love history first. So... It was named after the 26th president, Roosevelt. Really? Yeah, so. Just in case you didn't pick that up. Wow. You know. (laughs) Just in case you didn't pick that up. The hotel is located in, you guessed it, Hollywood. No! (laughs) It's on Hollywood Boulevard. No! (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Okay. It's, it's, it's one of the buildings on the Walk of Fame, and it's across from the, the TLC Chinese Theater. Oh. Like, right across the street from it. I know it. what that is. It opened in 1927, three days before the theater, and this was, like, you know, at the height of the, the movie revival popularity because they were moving away from silent films. Mm-hmm. So this theater was a big deal. This hotel was a big deal because it was right across from the theater. Like, it was very much involved right. in that kind of revival period. Um... Fun fact, <laughs> it's the oldest continuously open hotel in Los Angeles. Okay. Just thought that was fun because it was opened in Conti- 1927. Continuously open meaning? So like Cecil was opened around the same time in LA, but what like face moved, stuff had to close through the depression and stuff, oh, okay. switched names, switched like some of the buildings are still hotels, but not the same hotel. Gotcha. This hotel has been the same. It switched owners and stuff, but it's always been the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Didn't close for any period of time. Has just stayed open Good throughout for its life. These bitches gay. Good <laughs> for them. It it gold it it it's all done in golden era 
LA architecture, like that weird, it looks like regal almost, similar to the theater. It's very yeah. done up, very Hollywood. When you think of Hush. old Hollywood, yeah. We love old Hollywood. It's very... What a sexy aesthetic to have. <laughs> yeah, it's very fun. Great Gatsby. It, it, That's the 20s. It goes through some changes, but it's back to that. And I'll go through some of okay. the, the fun changes. But it has about 300 rooms, and 63 of those are suites. Okay. Um, 300? Rooms. And 63 are su- Okay, suites. Yeah. Okay, I understand. I thought it was weird that it was an odd number. Yeah, I don't like that number. 63. I like that it adds up to 9, because that's my lucky number. Well, my That's true fun. lucky number is 27 because it's 3 to the third power. I like threes. Nine's okay because it's 3 times 3. But 63 rooms, shouldn't it be 64? That's what I was saying. I think it just hurts because, like, Minecraft. You're one away from a stack. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> because Minecraft. <laughs> I have 63 cobblestone. <laughs> it could be 64. And why is it not? And we're back from an intermission that wasn't an intermission. It was a technical difficulty. The mic's doing something weird. Deeply troubling shit. Okay. Okay. We were talking about you're not a stack. It's not 64. <laughs> it's not 64. Okay. So, to, to complete this building on Hollywood Boulevard... Sexy. In today's money, it would have been $37.7 million. Stab me. That's a lot of money. I don't like that. <laughs> I wish I was rich. So, like a lot of things in the area, during the 50s, the hotel hit a rapid decline. Okay. A lot of owners changing. Like, it, it was just a rough time in its history. Mm-hmm. Its extravagant archways were destroyed. The paintings on the ceilings and walls were covered up and painted seafoam green. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of like lost a lot of it. This is what I was saying. It lost a lot of that like regal, regal, old Hollywood <laughs> architecture. Regal to seafoam green. green. And no reason. Like why, <laughs> why paint over that? Wasn't that like big in the 60s too? Like, that color specifically? I think. I think it was just, like, trying to keep up. What was it, the 70s? Trying to stay. It, it was in a decline. So, just trying to stay that modern hotel. It Yeah, and you really just took all that fun stuff away. <laughs> you really painted it seafoam green. <laughs> oh, that's so... That shouldn't be that funny, but I'm tickled. <laughs> so, luckily, in 1985, the hotel was purchased by Radisson Hotels and underwent a $35 million renovation to restore the building using the original blueprints and like, okay. photos from the time. So, they were trying to get it an exact match to its former glory and not seafoam green. <laughs> and, um... They yeah, restored I got the... attached to the seafoam. <laughs> Yeah, they just do everything again, but everything is seafoam green. But it's like regal seafoam green. <laughs> no. Could you golden seafoam green? <laughs> Literally like baby poop. <laughs> <laughs> Vomit. So they, they brought back the paintings, they rebuilt the archways, the ceilings. They they upgraded a lot of like the dilapidated parts that, that kind of struggled through <laughs> A lot of stuff that the hotel had gotten rid of was because the upkeep was just too much, and they brought a lot of that back, redid it, made it stronger. 
like just so the hotel could keep up and not like collapse. Um, but then they also added like fountains. They added new art. Uh, they they restored the original chandeliers. Um, tons of other stuff, but just kind of like brought back the original stuff while adding two more of the regalness. They they did big fancy fountains and stuff. Just trying to make it look like that. Like, super fancy. Yeah. They wanted that vibe back. <laughs> Get rid of the green. Bring back the fans. So, and then during this same renovation, they also had the pool restored. And it was to match the pool seen in one of Marilyn Monroe's photos that had been taken at the hotel. During oh, the original, shit. like... That's cool. So they, they redid the pool to make it look like that exact pool. And, like, they also brought back the vintage 1950s cabanas that, like, were in a lot of nice. Marilyn Monroe's photos and stuff like that. She stayed, at, like, had her own one when she stayed there. What a queen. And so, <laughs> they, they, they specifically wanted to bring that part back, too. Hello? We have Wi-Fi. <gasps> <laughs> You're joking. No, no way. Ladies and gentlemen... The Wi-Fi is back. My Wi-Fi has been out for three weeks. I'm turning my data off. Let's see if it works. I'm going to open YouTube. Will it open? <gasps> <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> Y'all just heard history in the making. Your whole... <laughs> neighborhood right here was probably like (gasps) (laughs) i'm gonna make this bit into a tiktok where we're worrying about the wi-fi you know what fuck it so it squiggles on the bottom of the pool it's nothing crazy but it did cost them a million dollars it's nothing crazy but it's like some of that it's like it's cool it's a cool pattern and it like if you look at it under the water it looks really cool but is it a million dollars cool but it's like some of that abstract painting that it's like why is this square a million dollars but that square not a million dollars i don't get it i don't either i don't get it modern art <laughs> do not understand it but go back to the mona lisa it did cost them a million dollars to put that at the bottom of the pool the sistine chapel uh in august 1991 the hotel became the 545th los angeles historic cultural monument so okay. it's kind of got protections now because of how old it it's is. Because it's a historical building. Yeah. The the hotel has undergone two more renovations since this to restore former glory, add new touches, to redo the technology in it, mm-hmm. to add more technology. Like, they added LEDs in the ceiling in one of the ballrooms. They kept the chandeliers, too. So there's, like, a weird vibe of really old lighting from the chandeliers because they are the original chandeliers. Oh, that's sick. Um... But there's also LEDs in the ballroom, like a like a Twitch streamer, <laughs> like and like interesting stuff. They did it. It looks nice. Don't get me wrong. Like it's not like you can see the LED strip or anything. But it's just so funny, like the weird clash of technology that's in there now. They should have put LEDs on the chandelier. Yeah, just wrap them. Yeah, like a Christmas tree. like a Christmas light. <laughs> no, that's we're on the same page. Better yet, just Christmas lights. So these two renovations cost 30 million and 25 million respectfully hate that so that's the like the fourth one that's cost 30 million ish wow a lot of money has been pumped into this building 
They it really said be fucking stunning. They really said paint squiggles in the bottom of the pool. I'll pay million you a million bucks. dollars. <laughs> I'll pay you a million dollars. I'd do it for ten. Uh, I did that weird thing where it just scrolls away. This episode truly is something. <laughs> we might have to cut some of that. It might be five hours long. Honestly, our longest episode was at like three hours ever. Like, and I think that this is gonna probably be like two hours and 30 minutes. So there's some more like not building related history that's really fun. Okay. So just some, a little bit more history. It's a lot of history this building because it's a cool building. Probably way too much history. No, but I just up. enjoy all of it. We have a podcast. <laughs> Our goal is to talk about shit. In 1929, the first ever Academy Awards were giving out in the Blossom Ballroom in the hotel. That's sick. It That's was, a cool fact. It, it's it's known it, it's not known as the Oscars until four years after. Right, but it's the Academy Awards. Yeah, it's the first one. Um, the hotel is seen in many movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Even when they're trying to like represent other hotels they'll use this hotel just because of its grand architecture to kind of like play it up yeah you know how like they'll they'll record they'll be like this is this building yeah but it's just but not. It's not but they want it to look cooler than the actual building yeah <laughs> so it, it's done a lot of that and then other stuff that's actually sh- like it's supposed to be the hollywood yeah roosevelt um prince stayed at the hotel a few different times once staying in the 3200 square foot three-story penthouse Oh, Named after shit. actor Clark Gable and Carol Lombard because they had a secret love affair while <gasps> staying in that room. And <laughs> the scandal! They were staying there for only $5 a night in the 1930s. Insane. <laughs> Prince allegedly had the hotel redecorate the room just for him. He got like white shag carpets and like posters of himself and that like pop culture poster style. Uh, I'm obsessed with that. That's the a, power trip that comes with redecorate your hotel because I want to stay there. He did a lot of, I might talk about it later, but he did other stuff like had concerts there with like very, like you got to hang out with him if you bought the VIP VIP ticket. Uh, he had his chef come cook for him. A power A lot of that's him. alleged, but I just, that, that's just yep. so fun. I hope it's true. Um. We talked about her a little while ago, but Marilyn Monroe lived here for two years at the beginning of her career. Uh, lived there? Yeah. Like Zach and Cody? Yeah, lived at the hotel. I just compared Marilyn Monroe to Zach and Cody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A that's fair leap. Cool. Fairly. They lived at a hotel, too. One of her <laughs> earliest photo shoots was at this pool. Oh, like, shit. And some yeah. people believe it was her first photo shoot. I want to see this pool. pool eventually. This pool just sounds so fun. I but I feel like it's one of those things where like you go and recreate the picture of Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah. You have to. That's so I cool. want to. And then the the suite that she stayed in is now named after her. You can stay in the mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe suite. Yo. Um. Uh, it's called again. We was this. I remember when we were talking about potentially taking a road trip, and we were like East Coast or West Coast. You were like, "I want to go somewhere in Hollywood, but I can't tell you yeah, where." Yeah, this is, is where. Is this where? Okay, yes, cool. I really want to go here. Uh, the The stairs of the hotel were is where Shirley Temple allegedly learned her tap dancing stair routine <gasps> from Bill Bojangles Robinson. I'm obsessed with that. This is like that's where they practiced Animal it. Crack <laughs> yeah. Um. Errol Flynn made bootleg gin in the barbershop bathtub. Don't know what... Th- oh, wait. Like... <laughs> it's just... Like... Like, really. Like, hooch. Yeah, like, just made... Like, that's bath- not, like, a name of a... Of a, like, a, a painting or, like, something, like... 
No. He just made hooch. In a bathtub. In a bathtub at the In the barbershop, yeah. I thought that was fun. Nice. He really just said, cauldron. When you first said <laughs> that, it was like, I was like, oh, that sounds like the name of a famous person. Who made like a, a who made representation like, of. Who made something no. really famous. Like, no, it was just hooch. He made gin in the bathtub. I want to be that guy. <laughs> That's me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to go to see the pool or the steps. I want to go to see the bathtub where the gin was made. Other notable guests include F. Scott Fitzgerald. Love that man. Brad Pitt. Oh. Angelina cool. Jolie. Oh, I love her. Ernest Hemingway. Less cool. And Charlie Chaplin. Oh, he was cool. <laughs> Final opinions. Now stars like Demi Lovato and The Rock stay here frequently. Okay. It's still a very, like actors go here it's very hollywood still yeah i went through that weird seafoam period but (laughs) very hollywood even in the seafoam during the early 2000s there was a short period of time where the hotel became a big party scene and was frequented by stars like lindsay lohan and paris hilton oh during this time there was a nightclub called teddy's after the president Uh, (laughs) (laughs) there was a lot of noise complaints there was drugs there uh a lot of that kind of like plagued the hotel but they eventually, one of the restorations was to restore it away from the party scene and back to more of a historic building. Okay. They didn't want it to become, like, a, a just run down and yeah. clubbish and couldn't keep up with it. Right. just a lot of mess always happening. That so carries. They, they just kind of shut all that down. That carries. Teddy's is no longer there. Rest in peace, Teddy. <laughs> that sounded so fun, though. No, literally. <laughs> you have the, the, the hotel named after you and then also the bar. And I just really like the fact, like, the, the history repeating itself. I read a really good quote in one of the articles about, like, when this hotel was made in 1927, it's where stars went to to meet agents. And mm-hmm. you, it's where you started to make your connections, and people still do that. That You go around that pool to meet people, to make connections. That's what's happening at that hotel. That's sick. Still, like that's what, what a legacy. That's what the scene is at this hotel. You go there to meet other actors. You that go there to meet so agents. fucking. Expensive. But it's also affordable. Oh, <laughs> in the same <laughs> breath, I bet this is so fucking expensive. But it's also affordable. No, it really it, it it's it's in Hollywood. So. Right, so it's, it's got that. Hollywood hotel. But it's nothing crazy. <laughs> it like I looked at tickets. It's not. We'll bad. be able to afford it when we go on the road yeah. trip. Like there's rooms that are just normal hotel rooms. Sick. And you can go hang out by the pool that Marilyn Monroe had a photo shoot at. And then we go ghost hunting at night. Yes. This sounds like a vacation. So. To the spooky. I'm ready. We're finally ready for the spooky. The ones we're going to talk to when we go on a road trip. Yes. So, as you might have guessed. I'm manifesting it. Something cool about the ghost at this hotel is that a lot of them are famous ghosts. Specific ghost of famous people, not oh. famous ghosts. <laughs> They're ghosts of famous people. And a lot of, there's a theory, it's weird, some people subscribe to it, some people didn't. I found it on Reddit. <laughs> I love Reddit. Um, ghosts, some of the ghosts will only appear in photos and videos because the ghost people still see those people as paparazzi. That's cool. So, like, a lot of times you won't see something until you're looking back through your photos and you notice in the background, right. like, what is that? That's sick. And it's because you're paparazzi to them. Um, others refute this, of course, saying that they saw a ghost or, like, right. they had an experience that wasn't on camera. There were no cameras. So, 
don't do with that what you will. <laughs> do, yeah, it's just a fun, I thought that was really cool. Uh, one video I watched talked about the hotel had, like, there was a lot of reports of guests checking out in the middle of the night due to, <laughs> like, noises, getting scares. Um, I couldn't find any, like, documentation of yeah. that, but the video brought it up. Um, I saw... I, I think it was on and that's why we drink and it was a it was something similar it was like a haunted hotel or a haunted bed and breakfast and M I just got weird deja vu because M said essentially the same thing like I didn't find official documentation so you know what they did they went on the Yelp reviews <laughs> and read Yelp reviews of people like the fucking ghosts were like <laughs> I should have did that to you but like I want I want to read the Yelp reviews and like filter it by just like ghost. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to read those. Ghost. ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Who found a ghost here? I what did they think? They were obnoxious. How he made they... gin in the bathtub. <laughs> My bathtub smelled a lot like gin for some reason. <laughs> so that's it's, funny. It's it's a pretty popular spot to try and find ghosts because not only are you finding a ghost, you're finding a ghost of a famous person. Yeah. Which is fun. So there are a ton of YouTube videos exploring the pace place uh if you're interested in that kind of stuff you know I specifically am. uh i watched one from sam from our love sam and colby <laughs> he played the elevator game here yes it's sam. very it's a good video i enjoyed it a lot he also talks about i've talked about this video before but the 11 miles challenge yes we we've talked about it on the podcast before never the, i've never watched that one though it's a great video but the the gist of the challenge is you drive 11 miles in a very not trafficked road um and weird stuff starts happening and if you survive to the end or don't turn around you get to the end your car doesn't break down because your car does break down you get a wish at the end and sam did the challenge his car did break down he had a lot of mechanical troubles he started seeing things on the road like slammed on the brakes at one point mm -hmm. but he made it to the end he wished something he didn't say what his wish was to the camera or to anyone else and his wish came true and he talks about it at this video. I thought that was just fun to share because I know we've talked about the 11 miles challenge before on the podcast. Hate that. Um, so are we going to do the 11 miles yes. challenge? Yes. Awesome. Yes. But you have to go alone, don't you? Yeah. Fuck. But we'll do it one after the other. No. <laughs> so if the first one doesn't come back, don't start. <laughs> Something happened. We set it up like it's a drag race. <laughs> yeah, you go this way. We found a 22 mile road. <laughs> and start from the middle. And whoever makes it back to the middle wins. <laughs> Oh my god, I fucking hate this. No, but he, he plays the elevator game. The elevator game is you have to go to floors in a certain pattern, do stuff on certain floors, and if you finish it and it, the elevator does what it's supposed to, because at one point it doesn't listen to the button you click. It yeah. goes the opposite way. If it does that and you come out the elevator, you are now able to see ghosts. You're, like, closer to that spiritual yeah, plane. dimension shit. Yeah, it's a weird challenge, but he does it. And have you seen... Because isn't... I'm so sorry to cut you off. No. Isn't there, is it the elevator game or is it a different rendition of the elevator game where like part of it is you press a button and a woman gets into the elevator yes, with you that and game. you can't talk to her? Yeah, she's she's a ghost. That's like halfway through, okay. I believe. I could, just couldn't remember. I think it's floor five that she gets off of. Don't quote me on that. But she, yeah, a girl gets into the elevator. You're not supposed to like talk to her or anything. She's a ghost and she's kind of what lets the rest of the game happen mm -hmm. how it's supposed to because the last thing you do is you click either the bottom floor or the top floor and it brings you to whichever one you didn't, didn't click. click um i don't remember which order it is though sam plays it but it gets messed up because there was people watching him on the security camera 
and he oh, the elevator door opens on one floor and it's security being like hey what, what are, are you, you doing, doing? <laughs> why are you just in the elevator going from floor to floor so he had to he had to stop for a little while and start again so it kind of got messed up that's funny. and it doesn't really work for him but he does like explore the hotel a lot mm-hmm. also in the video which is really cool because why can, was he alone I think you have to play the it's he does a lot of the challenges you have to play by yourself okay. kind of thing. I guess that makes sense. If um, it was like a challenge video. Yeah, yeah it's one, it's one of his cuz he has that the 3 a.m. challenge series that he does on his own specifically, yeah. which I hate those because a lot of shit happens. He's gotten a lot of really cool things to happen by himself. Yeah. Um and this one the challenge doesn't really work. The 11 miles one did and he confirms it in this episode, which is cool to see. So yeah. it's kind of like the second part if you're interested in watching that and seeing what the outcome is. Um, but it's also a good way to see the hotel, see the architecture. He brings you to like Marilyn Monroe's door and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like kind of shows it off and specifically shows off some of the haunted stuff I've talked about. Nice. Or will talk about. So it's a cool one to, to see the hotel, but also see the more spooky side of the hotel without and anything really Sam. happening. We yeah. love Sam. <laughs> um, so I want to get famous enough that they block <laughs> me on Twitter. I've said it enough. All I want is this podcast to take off <laughs> so that they block me on Twitter. Like that's the goal. It's not to get famous. It's to be blocked. It's to be blocked by Sam, Kobe, or both. <laughs> But yeah, so shout out that video. I watched all of it and nice quoted some of it, not quoted, but like got some of my information from there. So credit to them. It's a great video. Please watch it. Nice. Um, Will do. So. Love them. Some other like more specific stories, not from Sam. <laughs> more specific stories, not from Sam. <laughs> so Marilyn Monroe, as you might have guessed, supposedly haunts this hotel cool she haunts her old room and she 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 wanders the halls nearby also some people have seen her walking out of her room uh and people have claimed to see full apparition and she's often seen in reflections of mirrors okay this is another thing like she would have been getting ready for photo shoots here often looking in the mirrors making sure she looked as wonderful as she did um um one of the mirrors, I think it's in one of the offices now, is said to have belonged to her, and or at least was in her room uh-huh. uh, when she stayed at the hotel. And there was a hotel, a maid cleaning up in the office that saw her reflection in the oh. mirror and, like, ran out screaming, like, almost fainted and stuff because they were like she's in there there's no one in that room with me yeah. there was she was staring at me in that and she's mirror. like a very iconic person yeah like, you, you see you, her and know you're looking at marilyn monroe it, you don't mistake it like she was in the whole like the the famous picture of her the white yeah. dress the the done up hair the red lipstick let's test with that yes <laughs> Ooh. oh and then that same maid refused to ever enter the room with that mirror again she was very shaken up about this. Well, I would be too, dude. I hate mirrors. Like, Mm-mm. you look behind you and there's someone behind and you. Marilyn Monroe or not. Like, that's yeah. a person. And I saw some claims of her getting onto the elevator. Um, there's also claims of her by the pool, but the, the like, bartenders at the, the people who bring you the drinks at the pool yeah. <laughs> are dressed in Marilyn Monroe's bathing suit that she used, wore in that photo shoot. That they're, like, they're dressed like her. So a lot of people refute that being, like, you just saw someone who had blonde hair that was in that bathing suit because that's their work outfit. No. <laughs> so no. I threw that one in, but that one's kind of, it was during the day. I hate skeptics. Yeah. It was a ghost. Shut up. <laughs> it was Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Let me have this. It was a ghost. Shut up. 
Maintenance workers have reported seeing a little nameless girl in a blue dress that roams the hotel. One source said her name was Caroline, but others said she had no name. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is different ghosts. They were both in blue dresses. Okay. She just kind of walks around. <laughs> Noted. Just threw her in. I don't know. You know, if we go by the whole, like, ghosts are fingerprints thing, isn't it, wouldn't it be interesting? Because, like, if that's the case, and ghosts are just, like, fingerprints of a spot in time, whatever, how many haunted places just have, like, nameless people? Like, oh, we, it might be a little girl. It might be a girl named Caroline. We don't know. But it's, like, this was also a hotel. Yeah. Like, so many people came in and out. You might be just seeing a fingerprint of literally someone who doesn't matter. Yeah, and, like, a random person. like, didn't have person. trauma there. Yeah. And it's, like, a random person. That's so interesting. Actor Montgomery Clift, very popular in old Hollywood movies. He's seen around the hotel. He's also known for patting guests on the back. There's also Ooh, don't touch me. There was also reports of him spying on maids in room 928, which is, was his room during the filming of From Here to Eternity. Okay. He stayed in that room, and many maids have said that they've, like, a weird presence. They saw someone in the room watching them while they were cleaning. So he harassed the maids. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't touch me. To prepare for the role in that movie, he, he would allegedly play the bugle in the hall of the hotel because he plays it in the movie. Papa. And some guests have claimed to still be able to hear a bugle playing outside of their room. Trauma. He also liked to turn up the radio really loud. What an asshole. So if you're, you're <laughs> in your room and all of a sudden your music gets really loud. Um, Dick. <laughs> uh, Everything about it, you just made him sound like an apple. He's gonna play a fucking bugle in the hallway. Shut up. There's also Go to sleep in the room in that the the room I talked about nine twenty eight. He specifically would watch people from a chair in the corner. Hate that. There is absolutely not. That chair is still in the room. Go away. You can stay in that room. We're not doing that. <laughs> you can stay uh-huh. in his room and, and just ch- let him watch you while you sleep. Yeah. Fuck that. You opt in to the creepy ghost. Kill me. You have the option of Marilyn Monroe's room or a creepy man spying on you. So that's the room we're going to stay in, right? <laughs> the creepy man room? No, I want to opt yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so serious about planning this road trip. <laughs> Lucille Ball, the actor who played Lucy in I Love Lucy, cool. has been seen in the halls before. People even report she had a very flowery perfume that a lot of people knew her specifically by it's her trademark mm-hmm. she always smelled like flowers and a lot of like people who knew that and like knew her or know that can, like will smell a weird flowery scent going down the hall okay and it's kind of been dragged on like people mm-hmm. who smell like oh that smells like her and then some people smell a flower scent and like that's allegedly her so yeah. it's kind of like just carried on through that so if you hear smell not here if you, if smell, you hear smell if you hear flowers <laughs> in the hall <laughs> so that one time i thought i could hold sound <laughs> i was walking around like this like how do i put it down <laughs> george reeves has been seen in his superman costume oh in the hotel sick I want to see that guy. <laughs> Imagine walking in and Superman, Superman is the ghost you get. <laughs> it's like a roll of the dice. Like, you either get Marilyn Monroe, a guy watching you while you sleep, or fucking Superman. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> uh, others I've seen, we talked about her earlier, too. Carol Lombard in the suite that holds her namesake. Okay. She was the one of the ones that had a secret affair up in the suite. Scandal. That Prince stayed in. 
uh, and she's been seen in that room mm-hmm. and around that room on that floor. Um, there's also supposedly a picture of two men, one in a black suit and one in a white suit, in the Blossom Theater where the Academy Awards were. Okay. There is, like, a picture on the wall from the awards that you can see two men standing by each other in those suits. And then this picture, what I'm talking about, is someone took a picture of the ballroom. And then Looked at it them. later, and there was those two men. Creepy. Which you can go Do in the hallways. Do we know hallways. who they are? No. They're, okay. It, the, the pictures are very, it's old-timey pictures that are no, blurry. Yeah. Um, so, but you can, you can make out the white suit and the black suit standing by each other. Academy Awards? That's so cool. <laughs> um, obviously, many orbs in photos from the hotel. Uh, people hear loud parties happening from empty ballrooms, which kind of, you can... Hate that. There was awards here. Yeah. But there was also teddies mm-hmm. <laughs> and the drug scene and stuff that happened here that kind of plagued the hotel for a while mm-hmm. cold spots flickering lights all of that stuff has been report- reported um there was a lot of it here it's an old building so you might have a lot of activity um but there was just everywhere i looked people made sure to point that out like yeah i didn't see a famous ghost but there was a lot of weird things going yeah, on there's some shit happening um and then there was also this weird thing I found. It was, like, one of the last articles I read about it, and I couldn't find much more on it. But there was a couple people, a couple different workers from the hotel who worked the phones in the lobby had, like, reported strange and eerie phone calls from in and out of the hotel. So, like... From in and out? So, like, a guest calling from yeah. their room it would be, like, there wouldn't be anybody in that room. Weird. But they were getting a call from it. Or, like, someone calling into the hotel, but then, like, never showing up. Okay. Or, like, being like, I'll be there to rent this room, and then never yeah. coming. Which, that could just be someone changed their plans. Right. But the weird ones from in the hotel, or, like, ordering food service to a room that Doesn't nobody's in. in it. Yeah. yeah. Weird stuff like that. So, ghost that. calling for their food. Room service. Yeah. <laughs> Give Superman his fucking room service. They saw those in Ghost, but I remembered it. I forgot to mention it earlier. But the first Academy Awards was 15 minutes long. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Like, that. the Oscars are notoriously long now. I love the Oscars. 15 minutes, in and out. They The the people knew who was getting the awards before the like ceremony was even started. Like, they, they, it was very, we're going in here, you're getting your award, we're getting out. <laughs> in and out. Yeah. We're not making that. My graduation was longer than that. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of other stories of, like, we saw this person, we saw this person. Um, but a lot of it was just, like, weird feelings in the story. Yeah. But I enjoy how many famous ghost yeah <laughs> stayed here and that like it wasn't they died here no it was just a very prominent part of their life because a lot of actors who were working in hollywood stayed at this hotel lived at this hotel yeah. for short periods of time they're like Marilyn Monroe lived here for two years and it, it also just has that weird energy of a very history repeating itself yeah um because in the beginning it's where actors made their like started their career mm-hmm. this was Marilyn Monroe's some of it's either her first photo shoot or one of her first this is where her career took off and it's that story for a lot of other actors Mm -hmm. actors working on their first film who later become like huge stars in hollywood start here and it's the same thing now it's been restored to do the exact same thing 
where people, actors are going here to make more connections, to get, to launch their career. And the article, it wasn't even about ghosts, it was just about the hotel, was talking about, like, that's the energy at the pool still. It hasn't changed. Yeah. You, it's it's just a very, like, I know I've said it a lot, but, like, that regal Hollywood Mm. feel, and that energy is still there, which might be why the ghosts still like it, because it's familiar. Yeah. It's the same hotel. It looks the same. Except now we have LEDs. <laughs> that was... Except now we have LEDs. But yeah. That's insane, dude. I want to go. Sounds like a fun place to go even if you can't find a ghost. Just the history of it. No, but I want to find a ghost. I want to find a ghost in the, the Hollywood Hotel. I also want to see the picture of Marilyn. Hold on. What is... What's it called? The Roosevelt... Yes. Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel? Hollywood Roosevelt... No. Roosevelt Hotel. Bitch. Marilyn Monroe. Images. That's a great picture. And I want to recreate that. That one. She was selling that little... It's soap or something? Uh Uh-huh. She's so pretty. And that's the white bathing suit that they the um the workers are in, or their their outfits styled after, after her. Yeah, after cool. that photo. Let's go. I'm down. I really want to go there. I want to go on a road trip anyway, so let's plan one. I'm so serious. I want to take a road trip and I want to do like touristy stuff, ghost stuff, and like at least like one thing. You know, like I want to have a. We're driving to this California is the event. so that we can see an AJR concert, but the benefits is that we're also staying at this hotel, which is haunted, <laughs> and then we're staying here and doing this. You know, like, and if we were going to do the one in California, I wanted to go up and sideways so that we went through Colorado. I really want to stay at the Stanley. Of course. Yeah, no. Like, Stanley I, is a, you got to do it before you die. No, right. I want to do it, and I wanted to get, like, a cheap blue dress from the fucking store, like, the Goodwill, and just do the, the little girl picture. Yeah. Like, I, I want to do it so bad. But that was a fun story, though. I liked that. I want to go. You really sold it to me. I wasn't scared. I'm just intrigued. I know. It's, it wasn't, like... And the ghosts try to stab you, which is Marilyn Monroe's walking around. If you take pictures of her, you There's might Superman. Superman might show up. Which would be cool for you if it happened. Some guy made gin in the bathtub. That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. Prince was there a lot. I want to do it. I just want to experience a haunted place, like, truly. I want to be... Sam and Colby. I, like, that style. I want to be traumatized by a ghost. That style of video that they do, like, it's a vlog, is essentially what it is. It's just a vlog. Mm -hmm. But it's a vlog at a haunted house area. Location. Haunted thing. Secondary location. But, like, because, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very, the way they film is very David Dobrik, but... Yeah. If David Dobrik was put into American Horror Story. It's very fun, but they still, like, do stuff. And shit happens. Like, the like the thing with the lollipop at the Stanley. Mm-hmm. Like, shit happens. It's like, even if it's not, it's creepy. It's weird. Yeah. Even if it's not a ghost with the lollipop there. It's just weird. And, and even it, if it's all staged. Even if it's all staged, it's creepy. It's weird. It's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. And I'm sure they have a blast. I want to know what his wish was. 
Oh, he does say it. I know his wish. What's his wish? He wished to get so many followers by the end of the year. And a week after he did the challenge, he was looking at his social blade stats. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, his his following, a video wasn't posted that day, just a random day. It just started doubling Damn. every day after that. For no, like, That's explainable insane. reason. His Instagram post started getting, like, double the likes. No reason. Yeah. Just posting the same stuff he always posts. Just for some reason hit it and the, it worked he re, by new years because that's what it was it was by new years he got to a certain following and new year's night he hits it that's insane <laughs> that's insane that's insane <laughs> that's insane that's insane that's insane oh my god we have to do that challenge i'll cry myself to sleep though i'm just a baby also side note while you were talking about it i think it might be really fun to do an episode of the podcast where independent of our usual pattern we talk about uh rituals because mm-hmm. like i know i know sixpence is problematic and we don't like sixpence anymore because they definitely advocated for child slavery mm-hmm. on tumblr but that blog when they did like the the 13 days of halloween and it was every day was a different ritual and one by one they got worse and worse yeah like the first was one Satan. was like no literally like the first one was like the red book game yeah and the last one was literally summoning satan i cried when i read that one like it freaked me out so much because it was literally like the step-by-step way to get a full-fledged conversation with the devil and if you do it wrong you're trapped in a mirror mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. absolutely not do you remember when we fully intended on doing the three kings ritual yeah no why a- absolutely not. worst choice for life absolutely terrible <laughs> we literally were gonna do it though because <laughs> the three kings ritual is i hate mirrors but it's like it's all mirrors too no and it's like now it's also just it's just not even a ritual to talk to anything it's just psychological torture no it is a ritual to talk to something you you talk yeah you're talking to your your like someone in the reflection as you but like even if nothing happens psychological torture but it's like even if nothing happens in that mirror i'm traumatized from the mirror now what got me though because like now looking back on that ritual specifically like you're sitting in a vortex yeah of course something's gonna happen you have two mirrors on chairs next to you facing you. Yeah, you're just the middle. You're the middle. The point. And it's like, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the very Spark Notes version is the Three Kings ritual. You, you put mirrors on chairs on either side of you facing inward, and through a series of events, a series of unfortunate events, one might say, um, your reflections start talking to you. And you don't know which one is which, but one of them, one of them is the queen and one of them is the jester. Mm-hmm. And doesn't one of them always lie? Yeah. Yeah. And one of you, them, you, you don't know which is which. Yeah. You, and you just get to talk to them. Yeah. And it, But the thing that got me most about that ritual is that the majority of the steps are fail-safes. Yeah, like, it's all just in case something goes wrong. There's if you a, faint. Yeah. If, the, if you... That, like, if you faint, there's a candle in front of you. And a fan behind you. And a you. fan behind you. So if you get thrown out of the chair... The fan puts the candle out. And ends the ritual. And ends the ritual. And it's a bunch of stuff like that. You're supposed to have a friend come check on you. At a certain mark. At yeah. a certain mark. And if you are unconscious, they're supposed to throw water on you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also supposed to have, like, a phone on you, right? Or is it... No. You're not supposed to have a phone on you. I don't remember any of what the phone... I re- I remember there was something with a phone, but I don't remember what. And you're also supposed to have, like, a beloved object from your childhood yeah. to, like, anchor you to reality. Yeah. Like, it's a thing. And it's all 
the mirrors is the only thing for the ritual. Everything else is just is for dangerous. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, and it's, oh my god. But, but if you can do it successfully. It's gotta be a fun conversation. It's gotta be an enlightening conversation. <laughs> it's that one and then the Midnight Man game. Some of those ones, that, like the games they played, where there's just stuff falling in the house. Yeah. In a pitch black house absolutely terrifying the piano playing itself yeah they're in the room like the piano turning on and playing one of the recorded melodies why they're looking at you can tell nobody's pressing the button on the piano that no Mm-mm. 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 the midnight man don't mess with that shit because they ended the game wrong and then they were haunted for literal months and had to like do shit to get rid of it like yeah because like after they did Side note, just watch Sam and Colby. But <laughs> the the Midnight Man, they ended it incorrectly. And then for, like, n- months after that, like, Corey's dog would bark at Sam's, walls. Do- uh, and Sam's door, which is where the, mi- the game starts. Yeah. Like, and there were unexplainable things happening to Sam, which made sense given that he was the one who did like started the ritual what's the other one they played the party game where you invite three ghosts in your house and they're either all bad one of them's bad two of them like you don't know what you don't know what mix of good or bad you'll get i don't remember that one i don't think i watched that and it's it's a similar concept but you you have to like set up a party Mm -hmm. kind of it's very it's a similar game but you 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 get three spirits instead of one Midnight Man. <laughs> man, fuck the Midnight Man. I would die if I played that game, I think. I might cry. If anything happens. Any, my, the first time my candle went out, I would put a ring of salt and stay there for the rest of the night. Like, I'd cry. Like, I, I am the I whole the thing where you, ha- stability you, you have toddler. so many seconds to get your candle back on, and if it, like, part of the video, they just wouldn't light. Yeah. The candles just wouldn't, they have a fire on the wick, and, it and just they just will, will not light. light. Excuse me? Excuse me? <laughs> but yeah, we should talk about some rituals leading no, up to I'm, Halloween. Yeah, we always get the spark nose versions. Right, but some of these are just traumatic. Like, hide and seek alone. Fuck that game. I don't like, I get scared in hide and seek with other people. Now imagine you're playing hide and seek with a literal fucking demon. Straight up. No. A demon. Mm-mm. A demon. No. No ifs, ands, or buts. No ghosts. Demons. When Sam played that one? And it moved? Is that what you're talking about? When it it moved, and then later in the game, he's hiding in the closet, and a bucket of something dumps over and spills on him. Like, it's of, like, yeah. batteries or something. And it's, like, it wasn't like it was on the edge or anything. The bucket... Fell. Like, yeah. it dumps out onto him. I can't. And you just watch it happen. Those boys are <laughs> profoundly haunted. You remember when Colby got lost in the woods? <laughs> I I was scared for another reason. What if you just lose your friend in the woods because you're running away from a baby doll hanging from a tree? Yeah, but they lost Colby. They really just... They really just lost Colby. <laughs> but yeah. Our podcast usually ends with us talking about these boys. I want them to come back to New Orleans and collab with us. That's what I want. Ultimate dream. <laughs> I can die peacefully after that. Yes. From a ghost. I want to do a ghost episode. In New Orleans. The, what what place? All of them. Yes. Yes. 
the entire city is haunted. Any building. Any singular building is gas deeply station. haunted. Deeply, unsettlingly haunted. There's a literal, like, there's a cathedral that's full of dolls. Mm-mm. Like Doll Island. Like, like the Island of Dolls. I got into such an argument with my mother about that fucking episode. Do you know how long she tried to convince me that I was wrong? About what? All of it. Mom, I watched... What? Mom. <laughs> anyway. Love you, Mom. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> okay. I think that's a good ending point. Yeah. Um. Thanks for listening. Follow us on everything. The Wi-Fi is back. The Wi-Fi is finally back on. <laughs> oh. Follow us on everything. Join our Discord. I just... I want... Follow us on everything. Join our Discord. All we are... We are desperate for friends and companionship. Um... Tell your tell your friends about the podcast. The podcast, this awful podcast you listen to. Um, we'll keep you updated on that case if you keep coming back. If you keep coming back, <laughs> and and uh, we were out f- for two weeks. We didn't upload anything for two weeks because we were, you know, hurricane. Um, houses literally flood, flooded. Emily's house literally flooded. Yeah trees fell literally flooded um this is the first time we've had wi-fi in literally a month uh we got our power turned back on not that long ago like we've been recovering um school very behind school so thank you for being my semester got extended because we were out of school for three weeks because of a fucking hurricane but it's not great thank you for your patience we are back we did not cancel the podcast (laughs) no it's still live i was so paranoid that people were thinking we were just gonna like forget about it (laughs) no no we just had life for a little while and it sucked (laughs) but we're back now um i was gonna start getting more stickers printed like we're gonna keep doing shit just bear with us we gotta get a little bit we had the perfect color-coded schedule set up for this year and then we got hit up with a natural fucking disaster so we're a little thrown off we gotta kind of find recover (laughs) so um but it's gonna happen we didn't forget about it and we're not recording remotely through discord with my bad xbox mic yes and we're about to start getting like an act because we were recording at a studio that was not ours before yes and now that side note, but that studio is now probably permanently closed due to the hurricane. Yes. Um, so we're it's a biohazard. It's now. A, literally a biohazard. Um, so we're gonna start like building our own setup, which hopefully, in my mind, means we'll be able to start doing video soon. Yes. I was looking at some new equipment to get. So and we can. It's a little bit easier. We don't have to worry about when we can go to that studio. We can just record whenever we want in my bedroom yes <laughs> we can we can make content a little bit more on our terms yeah which is helpful very my computer was gonna be done by now but again we had a hurricane emily's computer is in my living room right now yeah i didn't really half color. <laughs> it's not half built it's missing one part <laughs> and that part is the part <laughs> the graphics card yes but don't yeah. look too deep in that. <laughs> I know most people skip after we end the stories anyway, so, like, no one's hearing this. But if you, if you are, are, comment pickle on our latest TikTok. If you've made it this far. If you've made it this far, comment pickle on our TikTok? Yeah. On our latest TikTok. Okay. You, nothing bad will happen if you don't. I'll say hi to you. If you do, though. And I know... It's not a great reward, but it's what I can do. So. I'm, like, gobsmacked. <laughs> like, 
But yeah, also, we were gonna keep going with the TikToks, but you know, a hurricane. I know that's our excuse for everything, it but literally, it is a natural disaster, so I hope. It was worse than Katrina, y'all, and yeah. it ravaged most of... 10 miles per hour away from being a hurricane five. A, a category, category five. five. I can't yeah. speak anymore. A category five hurricane, which has never made landfall on the Louisiana coast. Hurricane Katrina, which many people have heard about, even if you don't live in Louisiana, it's because an, it of how was a, devastating yeah. it was to New Orleans, was a cat three. This one was a cat four. Thankfully, the levees didn't break, so it wasn't as bad for But New it Orleans. took down shit that... it The levees over flooded. Yeah. And it took down shit that Katrina didn't even take yeah, down. Yeah, New like, Orleans is still with without power. Yeah. They're, they're, there are places that are estimated to be without power for months. Until the end of the year, yeah. Yeah, like, we got really lucky that... Because my area specifically, and Emily's family's area, was, like, really fucked. Um, mm-hmm. There are places that are still without power... But it's we're recovering faster, and then it's been three weeks. Well. Yeah. Um. So, patience, please. Natural disasters are disasters that occur naturally. That occur naturally, and it ruined our color coded schedule. Yeah, we, we forgot to it. pencil in hurricane season. Yeah, we forgot to pencil in hurricane season. You know. Fuck it. Anyway, join the Discord. We got Wi-Fi back, so we'll talk to you. Yes. We are friends. Goodbye and good night. Have fun at work if you're listening to this before work. Peace. Specifically before work? A lot of people listen to podcasts on the way to work. Okay. Good night!